to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello there. Yes, this is Roy Biancalana, and welcome to another episode of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. Well, I've got something special planned for you today. I want to give you some straight talk on internet dating. All right? Because I think the last time I heard the stats, it was like 70 or 80% of single people have or will do online dating. And as you know, if you've done any, it can be pretty wild out there. And it can be pretty frustrating, can be pretty confusing. So I want to take everything that I have learned from my own experience doing online dating. I was on like four different dating sites at one point. I only did online dating for about 18 months, but I got my money's worth in those 18 months and I learned a lot of things you should do. I learned a lot of things you should not do. So I am going to share everything I've learned about this from my own personal involvement, but I've also been working exclusively with single people who want to attract lasting love for like 15 years and I don't know, maybe 2% of my clients have not done internet dating. So they've all done it. And over the hours and hours and hours and hours of conversations, I've learned from them. I've heard their experiences. So what I want to do is I want to summarize everything. I want to take everything I've learned and see if I can fit it into, I don't know, maybe an hour. (laughs) And and kind of give you the skinny on how to do online dating and give yourself the best chance at, at a positive experience. Okay? How to, how to do it to enjoy it. And how to do it to set yourself up for meeting someone and creating a relationship that you that you really want. So What I want to do here is I want to break it down into five parts. I call them the five P's of internet dating. And they are preparation. And then I want to talk about some principles. And then some practices. And then I want to talk to you about your profile and your pictures. Okay? Now, I think this is really important because... You know, I am recording this basically at the tail end of the pandemic. Okay, I mean, a vaccine is out there and millions of people have already gotten it. And yeah, there's some places still where you have to wear masks and restaurants at 25%, but it's moving in the direction of where things are going to start opening up more and more and more. And I think because of that, and because we've all been locked up now for, what, 14, 15 months, um, I think 
there's going to be an explosion in internet dating because I think so many of us are just dying to have contact with people, to meet people, to get out. And so this is a good time to listen to this so that when you kind of get back out there and get back on that horse and begin to interact with people that you're equipped to set yourself up for success. Okay, so let's just jump right in here. Preparation. You know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts or read any of my three books or been to my website, worked with me, you know anything about me, you know I'm a preparation guy, right? I have just learned that the most important factor in determining the quality of your love life and who you attract and how it goes is not really based upon where you go or how do you approach someone, what do you say, how do you flirt, how do you create chemistry, you know, how do you create a connection. It's really not about that. It really is about the condition of your soul. It really is about how healthy you are on the inside, how you could say relationally in shape you are. And that's because... You know, if you've got some blockages or some barriers or some baggage or some limiting beliefs and, you know, if you've got that normal human stuff inside of you that makes it difficult to open your heart freely and to be vulnerable and to be authentic and to be real, if you have some of that stuff in you that makes that stuff difficult, well, then no matter where you go, you're going to bring that with you. And it's just going to sabotage any relationship you create. So the best online strategy isn't going to do you any good if you are bringing to the whole process some things within you that have been sabotaging your relationships in the past and will continue to. Does that make sense? So you got to be ready for something real. And so that means, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this here because I spend a ton of time on it in my other podcasts and in my books and so forth. And because it is the most important thing, but you know, you, you really do need to ask yourself, why am I single in the first place? Right? What is the real reason that my love life has not gone the way I want it to, right? And so many of us answer that question by pointing a finger outside of us, away from us. We're single because, well, I just haven't met the right person yet, or all the good ones are taken and are gay, or something about, you know, men are this way, women are this way, always online dating is a nightmare, um, You know, it's everything from the pandemic to, um, you know, I've got kids, so that's why I'm single. Um, I have a really busy career and uh, that's why, or, you know, I make a lot of money, so I'm intimidating to people. And so that question, why are you single, is perhaps the most important question Um, and how you answer it determines whether you're 
really prepared for something real or not. Because if you're pointing the finger and you're single because of them, things outside of you, circumstances, conditions, you know, people, you're you're really missing the, the, the truth. You're missing the reality. And the reality is, is that you're single because you are in some way blocking love from coming your way. You're sabotaging yourself in a way that you probably don't know. Of course, if you knew how you were sabotaging yourself, you'd stop it. But you're single because on some level, you're holding yourself back from opening your heart, from letting your walls down, from letting go of your fears and so forth. So it could be anything from, you know, if you fear rejection, okay, well, then you won't take risks. If you fear being smothered and losing control of your life and losing your freedom, well, then you'll keep yourself single, right? So before you kind of get going with the online dating thing, you want to find out, is there any way in which I've got my foot on the brake of my love life? That is there anything I'm doing to keep my love life from moving forward? Am I holding myself back for some reason? Okay, so that's a big one there. And of course, I address that on much deeper levels in other podcasts. I just want to allude to that here. But also another thing in preparation is, do you have space in your heart for someone new, right? If you're going to go online and you're going to meet someone new, um, if you're still hung up on someone, if you're still maybe in love with someone or you're still emotionally involved with someone, um, if you're still maybe angry and bitter at a previous relationship, in other words, you know, you can be still involved with someone even though you haven't seen them for years. Does that make sense? Your heart can still be filled with that person, with anger toward that person, or with affection toward that person. So one of the things to ask yourself if you want to be prepared for something real and go online and have it be a positive experience, well, you might need to clean out your heart first. You might need to let go of your attachments or your aversions. And I can tell you how important this is. I mean, when I did online dating, I did it mostly because I was reacting to being dumped by my fiance. And I was just wanting to meet someone new to kind of help me get over the pain and help me move on and help me, you know, go through at least a little, a few minutes here or there and not be thinking about her Right, So I wasn't really available to any of the people that I met online because I was still involved with my ex-fiance even though I hadn't seen her or talked to her in months. Okay, So you got to ask yourself, um, would I want to meet me right now given my relationships to my former lovers? Right when... Would I want to meet me? I mean, in other words, you know yourself whether you're truly available, whether you're truly done with your former partners, where you're basically 
You're not in love with them. Like I say, you don't want to kill them. You don't want to kiss them. You're sort of indifferent. Yes, there are people that have been in my life. I learned some lessons from them. Um, I've grown as a result of those relationships. But I don't harbor any any love and desire and wanting of them, nor do I harbor any bitterness or anger or resentment. I'm clear. I'm clean. My heart is open. You need to be in that place if you want to have a successful experience in online dating or otherwise, frankly. Another issue you might want to ask yourself about being prepared is, do you have what I call in my first book, faith in love? This is a huge one. Okay? Faith in love means, do you believe, do you kind of have faith that a great love relationship is going to fix some problem I've always had? Or it's going to fill a void? Or it's going to help me find an identity? Or... If I could find this love relationship, it would finally finish that story, right? The story of no one's ever wanted me, the story of being abandoned, the story of being undesirable, right? The reality is all of us have some of these core stories of deficiency going on inside of us. And we think, whether we're conscious of it or not, that if I find the right partner, it's going to heal up all of that stuff. It's going to complete me. It's going to put an end to the void and to the, those problems and so forth. So we have faith in love, which means we have an expectation of an intimate relationship that is unbelievably unrealistic and is going to end up causing more drama in your life. We sometimes expect our life partners to be our life source. We have an expectation that a relationship is going to fix things it was never intended to fix. An intimate relationship is, the purpose of it is not to make you happy. It's not to make you whole. It's to make you conscious. The purpose of an intimate relationship is to wake you up to some of the things going on inside of you. But many of us think that the purpose of a relationship, we have an expectation that it is going to make me happy. It is going to end those stories I've always had about myself. And so we have these assumptions and expectations about what this partner we want to attract can bring to us. I often say that we unconsciously have a job description for our partners. You have to love me in this way, relate to me in certain ways, communicate to me in certain ways, be with me in certain ways, because if you do, then you will fill that void. You will fix that problem. I've always felt abandoned. I've always felt sort of lost and unwanted, even began in my childhood. Well, I want to find a partner who will be emotionally available to me, who will be there for me, who will respond to me and sort of never let me down. And so their job description is to heal something from your childhood or from a past relationship. And I'm just here to tell you that isn't going to work because life partners, as wonderful as they are, 
I mean, I've got an amazing life. But I've always had a story of being undesirable and unwanted and sort of unseen. That beautiful wife of mine can't, she can't, she can't fix that for me. Even if she tried. And of course, she's a pretty conscious woman, so she won't try. She and I both understand that that's my job. And of course, she has her own stories of not being valuable and so forth. And I understand it's not my job to fix that in her. That's hers. Our jobs are simply to love and be present with one another. But we have this expectation of relationships. We have faith in love. And unless you drop that, unless you see through that, you're going to end up creating codependencies and drama because your partners are going to fail to fix you and to fill that void and to help you finish that story or find that identity. They're eventually going to fail at that. And when they do, all hell is going to break loose. Okay? So that's huge. And maybe the last one I might say, preparation-wise, do you understand masculine feminine dynamics? Do you understand sexual polarity? Do you understand what makes for real attraction? Now, I recognize in today's world the idea of masculine feminine is under assault. The binary aspect of that, the either-or aspect of that. And a lot of the criticisms of the masculine feminine discussion comes from it being misunderstood by the people who are criticizing it. Because we all have masculine feminine, whether you're straight or gay or transgender, black, white, Asian, Martian, it doesn't matter. Masculine feminine are names for energies that exist in the universe, in the physics of the planet, of the solar system. There are positive and negative energies. Even in your car battery, there's a red cord and a black cord, right? That create an arc of energy. When you plug something into the wall, there's two prongs, okay? So masculine and feminine is not about gender. It's not about people necessarily. It is simply the law of polarity. It's the law of attraction. It's the law of chemistry, the law of the spark. Okay? And we don't usually understand it. And so we misuse it. Um, and we also don't feel the freedom to magnify our the energy within us that we are most comfortable with. Right? We have both energies. But most people have one that they're much more comfortable in than the other. And it's not based upon gender. Okay. But if we do have a masculine essence, we're sort of embarrassed in this world today. What does that mean to express that? What does it mean to magnify that? What does it mean to use that in my pursuit of intimacy? Same with the feminine. The feminine is under assault. It's sort of bad. It's old-fashioned. Right? But that's just because it's misunderstood. So there is divine masculine, divine feminine, there is toxic masculine, and there is toxic feminine. Okay? But that whole issue, if you don't understand that, if you don't know what your energy is and how to magnify it and how to display it in sort of these divine, healthy ways, it's going to mess up 
your ability to attract a partner, whether you're doing online dating or not. Okay. So those are the things that I do a lot with my clients. That's kind of the meat and potatoes of what it takes to be ready for something real. Okay. That's what I do in my coaching practice is we get into those real issues. Because if you're, if you're ready in that regard, well, then the online dating or whatever starts to come pretty easily because you're actually ready for something real. Okay, but we'll set that aside for right now and let's let's move on now from the preparation phase and let's talk about some principles. Okay, so I've got a number of them here, maybe five of them. I don't know. Um, The first thing is you better have a sense of humor. All right. That's the first principle of online dating. You better have a sense of humor because you're going to have some very bizarre experiences. You're going to meet. Some liars, some lunatics, some losers. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You're, you're just going to have stories to tell. And if you take the whole thing too seriously, if you take yourself too seriously, you're going to end up really disliking online dating. Um, and, and, and the disliking of online dating will affect your mood. It'll affect your, your sort of your aura energy. You know, um, emotional state. And if you're not careful with online dating, you can get discouraged, you can get down, you can get frustrated, and then you're going to be going on and maybe meeting somebody online, but you hate the whole thing. And it just, it'll, it'll, it'll come off of you like a smell. Okay. So you got to have a sense of humor and recognize, yeah, there's going to be some some ghosting, there's going to be some experiences where you feel like you connect great with someone and then they disappear. You're going to be meeting someone and they're not going to show up. You're going to text people and then they're going to disappear and then they might come back. You're, you're going to have weird experiences. It just goes with the territory. So you got you to gotta expect it. You got to roll with it. You got to be sort of ready for it. Um, and you got to be relaxed around that. Okay. Second principle, I want you to be pickier than usual. Be pickier than usual. And the reason for that is, is that if you respond to anyone who contacts you online, or if you contact someone online because eh, they look okay, that you're going to have Dozens and dozens and dozens of things going on. It's going to overwhelm you, right? So if, if somebody contacts you and say, oh, they're okay, I guess. You know, there's a few things on their profile. I don't know if I like that. I mean, they're kind of cute, I guess. You know. So in other words, if you feel about someone you're meeting online, and I'm talking about you haven't met them in person yet, just the profile, the pictures, the swiping, however it happens, if you're like, eh, eh, they're okay, then don't interact with them. One, would you want someone to go out with you if they were like, eh, she's okay, eh, he's okay? I mean, I know I wouldn't. I don't, don't waste my time. If you don't think that I'm somebody worth your time and you're really interested from what you see and what you read, then don't waste my time, Right? But if you go out with people that are, eh, yeah, they're okay. Yeah, I, I got nothing better to do this weekend. I guess I'll go out with that person. 
one, you're, you're not treating them very well. And secondly, you're going to have so many dates because there's so many people that are, eh, okay, right? So you want to raise the bar with online dating. And you only want to contact or respond to people that you're like, wow, man, I, I don't want to miss the chance to, to, to talk to that person. That person looks interesting. I mean, I, I don't care what I'm doing, but I'm going to make time to have a cup of coffee with that person or to have a conversation with that person. Now, that might mean that you have far fewer interactions, but you're probably pretty busy in your life. And the last thing you need are a bunch of, eh, okay dates, right? Now, the only reason why you might do that is because your ego just, you just, or you're lonely, or you just, I I need attention, so I'm going to go out with this guy or this woman because, you know, I'm lonely or it's exciting to tell my friends I'm meeting seven people this week from online dating. It's like, oh, you know. So I just offered you to drop that kind of ego numbers thing and even drop the loneliness thing that's going to backfire on you and just go out with people that you would be looking forward to it all day. It's like, oh, no, oh, that's right. Today's Thursday. And I'm meeting this guy or this girl tonight at seven o'clock. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Like I, I'm having a hard time concentrating today at work because I'm looking forward to it. That's, that's the way you want to feel. And if I'm the person you're meeting, man, that's the way I want you to feel. I don't want you to be like, uh, God, I made that arrangement to see, to see this guy named Roy tonight. I don't know. I, I think the Cubs are playing on TV. Uh, you know, I don't then don't go out with me. <laughs> Follow me. So be pickier for your own schedule and also f- for your kind of the honor your own energy. There's something that's really negative that happens to you when you go out with someone when you're like, eh, I could take them or leave them. It, it, it's not good for your soul. It's, it doesn't, it's not fair to them. Uh, and chances are you're too busy to, to, to fill your schedule with just okay people. Okay? Um, the third thing I want to say is begin with the end in mind. Right? You really do need to know what kind of relationship you want to have. Now, we're going to talk about this when we write the profile here a little bit. But, you know, you need to be clear. Are you looking for a life partner? I mean, do you want that kind of traditional, committed, monogamous relationship? Or are you just wanting to date casually and have a good time? Right? You got to know what you want. Um, And with that, you sort of need to know, like, not only what kind of relationship you want, but how do you want that relationship to be? Do you want it to be a, a relationship that is really authentic and honest, where, you, you know, like you're you're really open with each other. You're honest. You're not playing games. You know, you it's respectful. It's, you know, it's transparent. There's no secrets, right? So not only what kind of relationship do you want, you know, you know, long-term committed versus casual versus one-night stands. I mean, just get clear on what you want. And you'll put that in your profile, by the way. Okay. But also, 
ask yourself, how do I want that relationship to be? What's the nature of the relationship? Do I want to play games? Do I want to be coy and, and, uh, you know, use innuendo and, you know, they don't really know how I feel. I'm sort of playing that, that game. I don't want to return their text message right away because that'll give them the impression that I'm too interested. So I got to wait. And, you know, do you want to be in a gamey relationship or do you want to be in an authentic one? Where you're just vulnerable and you're honest and you're you're out there and you're just your heart is open. Okay? Now, my guess is you want that. You want that authentic one. You want that open, transparent one. Well, that doesn't begin when you meet that person. That begins when you write your profile. That begins in the way you do online dating. You live that way. You show up that way. You write your profile that way. That's how you roll. I roll in the way. I don't play games. That's how I roll. And I start with my profile. I start with the way I interact with people online. I don't want to end up in a gamey relationship, so I ain't going to start it that way. I'm just going to put my train on a set of tracks that is called, it's going towards Authenticville, Realville, Raw honest, open, transparent. Because the the way you start it is going to be what you attract, even online. Okay? Like attracts like. That's the law of attraction. Meaning the way you live and what your state of consciousness, the way you operate is going to attract people who want to play that same kind of game. So if you're playing the authentic game, you're going to attract people that want to play that with you. Now you're in business. But if you want to play that game that all the conventional dating people tell you to play, you know, all the strategies and the, the cocky, funny business and, you know, all the garbage, frankly, that you can learn online from the dating, quote, experts on how to attract and how to play the game and all that kind of stuff. If you do that, well, then you'll attract someone who wants to play games, too. And then you'll be in a gamey relationship. And won't that be exciting? Okay? As I often say, there are two kinds of coaches in the world. The one group teaches you how to play the game better. And the other group, of which I'm a charter member, is they challenge the game altogether. There is no game. The only game is I'm going to be authentic and honest and real and vulnerable. And you're, you're going to know what I'm thinking. You're going to know what I want. You're going to know who I am, you're going to know what my interest level is, and you are never going to be confused as to how I feel or what's going on with me. I'm never going to do that. I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just not living that way, right? So you have to decide, how do you, what game do you want to play? Do you want to play the conventional game? you want to play the conscious game? Because that will influence everything, meaning here's my next principle. Online stuff, be honest about everything. Do not lie in your profile. If you lie in your profile, you're going to attract a liar who will lie back to you. Don't lie about your age. Don't lie about your children. Don't lie about anything in your profile. Now, that doesn't mean you put everything in your profile. If you've got some sort of medical issue, if you've got something going on with your job or something's happening with your children, there's no need to put 
the uh, the nitty gritty details about your life in your pro in your profile. That will come out when you meet a person, right? So there are some boundaries with what you reveal in a profile. I hope that goes without saying, but you certainly aren't going to lie, right? You're not going to say, "Oh, I'm." 46 when you're 55. Well, Roy, I want to attract someone in a lower age range. And if I say I'm in my 50s, then women who want to meet men who are in their 40s won't see me. And I, and I, of course, look young for my age. So I need to lie about my age so I can meet the kind of women that I'm interested in. Um, okay. I, I actually I actually understand that. Um, and I could challenge the whole idea of I have to meet someone younger than me. That's interesting. Um, I think that's all ego. But, all right, I'll grant you that some of these online places have age ranges. And if someone specifies an age range that they're interested in, you might be 55 and you might look a lot younger. Although I've never met someone in all my years, all my clients, I've never had a client say, I look older than my age. Not one. That's not possible. Everybody looks younger than their age. (laughs) Oh, the ego is so fun. Um, Here's what I would say to you about the age thing. If you need, let's just say you're in your 50s and you want to meet a man or a woman in their 40s. Okay, great. Great then say your age is 49 or 45 or whatever in the in the age range thing but the very first line in your profile you need to come out and say even though on the age range i said i'm 45 i'm really not i'm actually 55 it's just that i'm really in shape i look way younger than my age and i'd like to meet someone in their 40s but my re- so here's my real age So in other words, the algorithms are going to put you with people and make you visible to people based upon some of the criteria that you fill out about yourself. You follow me? So if you lie there, okay, fine. But in your profile, the first thing you let them know is you say, no, no, here's what my real age is. I just want to meet someone your age. And then you go from there. Okay? So... Don't lie. Another principle here real quick. Um, You need to define your dating range, the long distance thing. I always hear people online and they live in Illinois and they met somebody in Arizona. Okay, um, fine. Have you thought through what would happen if you really connect with someone from there? So you need to be thinking about, are you willing to move? If If you have a lot, if you... If you're dating people and your 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 profile says I'll meet someone from pretty much anywhere, um, then you better have already decided that you are willing to move. Or you put in your profile, "Hey, I'm meeting people from all over the country, and let's not bother interacting with each other unless if we connect that you're willing to move." I've got young kids; I can't go anywhere. But perhaps I live in New York and you're in California and maybe we would be great together. But let's not even find that out unless you are willing to move. Unless you have a job and a life situation where you can pick up and move. Should we 
really connect. Okay? Because otherwise you're going to create heartache for yourself. It's like, oh, I met this great person. Well, they're three states over and I can't move and they can't move. And now what are you going to do? So you need to think through the, the, the range that you're reaching out to people online. All right? So I'll stop that, the principles there. Let me move on to some practices. Okay? Um, and here's the main one. The main one. Cut to the chase. Okay? I'm, what I mean by that is if you meet somebody online, you look at their profile, look at their pictures, wow, they look pretty good, you know, you, you send a message or respond to a message and cut to the chase. Give them your phone number. Have a conversation and get to a first meeting as fast as possible. In other words, don't spend a month in digital hell. Just texting and texting and texting and texting and texting You could really begin to like someone. You could really begin to connect with someone and you've never met them. And I don't care about Zoom or FaceTime. It's not the same, right? So I just advise my clients, if you you like somebody's profile and picture, get to a face-to-face meeting as fast as possible. I mean like within 24 hours, within a week. I mean, just what's the point of texting? Get after it. Meet them. Sit down. See if you have a connection with each other. Otherwise, you just might spend a lot of time and you're relating via your thumbs, you know, from your texting and so forth. So that to me is going to save you an incredible um, amount of pain and suffering and all kinds of stuff. All right. So practice number two. The first time you get together, this is not a first date. It's not. It's a first meeting. That's what it is. It's a meet. It's not a date. I want to strongly advise you: do not meet for dinner and drinks for a couple of reasons. First, there's a good chance that within three minutes you're going to know whether you like this person or whether you don't. And if you're a guy, I believe I'm still a little old-fashioned this way. It's a first date. The guy should pay to spend time with the lady, right? You, if you're going to do dinner and drinks, that's on you. Well, what happens if you're going to do dinner and drinks, which might come to 100, 150 bucks, and within three minutes, you know you don't like her? What, are you going to just walk away? I guess you could walk away and be a jackass, right? But you're on the hook now. And even if you're not paying, you're on the hook for a couple of hours with a person you already know within three minutes that, oh my God, they are they don't look like their picture at all. They don't they're they don't look at all. They they're not the same as what I talked to on the phone or what I saw online. Okay? So I'm not saying to be suspicious and all that stuff. I'm just saying make the first time you get together just a meeting for like a cup of coffee or tea or meet at Starbucks or Panera Bread and sit down for like a half an hour. That's what you're going to do. The first meeting is like a half an hour. That's it. That way you're not giving up much of your day. You're not spending very much money at all. And if it turns out that you guys really click, well then yeah, turn it into a full-blown date and say, what are you doing? I mean, I don't want to go home. You're wonderful. You want to go grab dinner? Yes, I do. Well, then you go over there, you drive over there, and yeah, then you spend a hundred bucks. Who cares? Because you know that you like them, you know they like you. 
You follow me? So that's a big one there. It is not a date. It is a first meeting. Okay? Another quick practice, set some safe, smart boundaries. I think everyone knows you don't give out your home address. Um, You don't meet somewhere in private the first time. Um, You know, you're going to go someplace that's public, right? Um, And then you need to set a boundary. You really need to think about what you're going to do sex-wise. I haven't had too many people say that I had sex the first time I met someone and that was a good decision. I'm not saying that it never happens. I actually, well, it wasn't the first time. When I met my ex-fiance, the second time we were together, we had sex. That was a good decision, okay? Um, But you need to think about your sexual boundaries and you need to decide with your higher self what they are before you meet anybody online. And that's because you meet someone and they're really cute or they're really beautiful and the chemistry is off the charts. I mean, you could cut it with a knife. It's like, oh my God. I mean, you both want to rip each other's clothes off, but you don't really know each other. You don't necessarily know, do they want a long-term committed relationship? Because that's what I want. Or do they just want to hit it and quit it? Right? Chemistry doesn't come with any relationship definition. Do you follow me? You Chemistry is chemistry. You can want a long-term committed relationship and have chemistry with someone who doesn't want that at all. Right? So I'm just saying you need to decide before you meet somebody what you will and what you won't do, no matter what, no matter how hot they are, no matter how great that first date goes. And it's like, I ain't doing that on the first date. But no, I'm not saying what you should do. I have no moral boundaries for you. That's none of my business. You just need to think about that and you need to know what you want to do. And I'm just here to tell you that people that act sexually earlier get hurt more often than those who wait a while. So just from a pure self-preservation, you might want to think about delaying sex to see if you're both on the same page and so forth. But it's up to you, but I just offer that to you. Now, let's talk about um, some profiles, okay? So we've done preparation, we've done some principles, some practices, let's talk about profile. And here's the biggest mistake people make with their profile. They say to themselves, man, I'm going on Match or eHarmony or, I don't know, Tinder, whatever, I mean, Hundreds, thousands of people are going to see this thing. So I want to write a profile that is going to appeal to the masses. Since so many people are going to see this, I want to write something just general and descriptive about who I am and what I like and what I don't like. And I just want to make a kind of a mass general appeal. I don't want to get too specific because... There's so many people who are going to see this. I I just want to give somebody a general feel for who I am and what I want. That is the biggest mistake you could ever make. Because you're not appealing to the masses. Unless you want some sort of unbelievably polygamous relationship with about 25 or 30 or 70 different people at once. (laughs) You're looking for one person. 
So write your profile to one person. Yeah, I know millions, well, not millions, but thousands are going to possibly see it. It doesn't matter. What you want to do is you want to envision the person that you would love to be with and you want to write your profile directly to that one person. And that means you're going to be more specific and you're going to be more personal and you're going to share more of your depth and more of your heart than you think you should in your profile. This is what I tell my clients. If you want to create that authentic, deeply connected, conscious relationship with someone, then write a profile that expresses your depth and your consciousness and your desire and your spirituality, and it really reveals who you are. But people say, wait, 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 Roy, Roy, I don't want the whole world to know my heart. I don't, no one, you're not going to walk down the street or go to the grocery store and someone says, oh, I read your profile. No, it just doesn't happen that way. Okay. So I'm not saying that you would reveal things that are nobody's business online, but I'm talking about writing a profile that really expresses your deepest heart that expresses what you want to give, what you would love to receive, that expresses the type of the type of relationship that you would love to experience, okay? In other words, if you're a woman, don't write your profile and says, you know, I love music, I love to dance, have a good glass of wine, I like the beach, all right? Who doesn't like all that stuff, right? That, that's like, what is that? If you're looking for a man of depth, a man of character, a man who's on a mission in his life, a man who wants to give his heart to a woman and and join forces with her and make a difference in the world, he is going to be so annoyed with that kind of nonsense, right? He's going to be looking for something deeper. He's going to look be looking for some indication that you're coming from a deeper place. And so you've got to show that in your profile. Otherwise, that man of depth is going to scoot right on by you and is like, oh, I like to dance and go to the beach, right? I mean, who doesn't, right? It's the same way for men. You need to write a profile like, I like football, drinking beers, going out with my buddies, shooting pool, like playing golf on the weekends. Who doesn't, right? You think some amazingly beautiful woman of depth and character and integrity is going to want to jump all over you if that's what you say? (laughs) She's not. She's looking for a man to jump off the screen because he's expressing his heart. He's talking about what he wants to give, about who he is, about what he's doing in the world, right? So like attracts like. If you want a partner of some depth and some character, a partner that you can trust and build a life with, well, then you've got to You've got to speak to that person in your profile and you've got to pretty much tell them, here's why you should want to be with me because here's my heart. Here's my depth. Here's what I'm doing. Here's my purpose. Here's what I have to offer. Here's what I would love to receive. Do you follow me? Right? So this kind of profile is a lot harder to write. (laughs) It's a lot harder to write. I often ask my clients, Can you tell me why a person should decide that they want to reorient their entire life and put you right in the middle of it? Like, what do you have to offer them? 
let's just talk about to, to women. Ladies, what do you have to offer a man that would make him want to reorient his entire life and put you right in the center of it? Because that is what you're asking him to do. You're asking him to change his schedule, to change his life, to change his commitments, to change the way he spends his time. Because if, if he's going to fall in love with you and you're going to be his woman, well, then you're going right in the center of the stage. Why would he do that? And if you can't describe why a man should want to do that, then you're going to have a hard time meeting a quality man because he's thinking about that. You know, I, why, would, why would I want to be with her? Well, it's because the way she loves me, the way she is, is opens my heart. It makes me more likely to be successful at who I am and what I'm doing. And she challenges me. She helps me grow. She makes me a better man. You know what I mean? Like, and the opposite is true. Guys, this woman is, the woman you meet, she's going to give you her heart and her body and her mind. She, she's going to give herself, she wants to give herself completely to you. Why the F would she do that? You better have something going on. You better have something to offer her. I'm not talking about money. She can make her own money. But you must, you, you got to have some clarity of your consciousness. You have to have some strength in your presence. You have to have an openness of your heart. You, you have to have something to tell that woman, you need what I have to offer. You need me in your life. What is it? So both men and women in your profile, not only are you going to be expressing your heart and your depth and your consciousness and your authenticity, but you're also, in a sense, I hate to say it this way, but in a sense, you're selling yourself to a high quality person. And you're going to have to say, here's why you want to buy what I'm offering. Because this is my gift and intimacy. This is what I have to offer a partner. And the deeper you can go, and of course you want to be honest, you don't want to make shit up. (laughs) That'll come back to bite you. (laughs) Okay? But that's what the profile, you know, should be about. Okay, but let me break down a bit more. Let me give you four parts of a good profile. Okay, the first part is you want to connect emotionally, and that's what I just talked about. You want to talk about your fears, frustrations, feelings. You want to talk about what you have to offer, who you are, the kind of relationship you want, what you want to give, what you want to receive. So you, the first part of your profile, you want to write an opening sentence or two that will connect emotionally with that person that one person you're writing a profile to, okay? The next segment is you want to describe yourself. That's where you're going to say what kind of relationship you want. I am looking to be with a partner and create a long-term monogamous relationship and I want to have kids or I don't want to have kids or I want to meet someone and just be casual and have a good time and play and just have fun. That's what I want. Okay? So when you describe yourself, you're you're describing kind of who you are in the game you want to play, but you're you're doing it the hard part is you're doing it in just a couple sentences. You can't write a whole book here, okay? 
I would add one thing. If you have more of a masculine essence, meaning you're most concerned with your purpose in life, your mission, you're, you're most passionate about what you're trying to achieve and sort of who you are and where you're going, right? That's the masculine energy. The feminine energy is more concerned with connection, people, relationships, emotions, feelings, okay? Now, I'm more of a masculine-driven person. Doesn't mean I don't have emotions and feelings and doesn't mean I'm not interested in people and, and all that. I, I have that part of me. But the part of me that's more kind of on the surface is I'm about where am I going? How am I going to get there? I'm about my mission and my purpose in life. So if that's you, then when you describe yourself, you want to describe where you see yourself in three to five years in your profile. Say, you know, I don't know for sure how it's going to turn out because life is mysterious, but this is who I am. This is where I plan to be living. This is the kind of work I plan to be doing. This is the type of family love life I want to have. I want to be a double income, no kids, climbing the corporate ladder. I want to be, you know, married and living in the suburbs with a white picket fence and 2.1 children. Okay, when I'm you want to describe where your life is headed so that this other person can can read that and say, ooh, they're going the same place that I would like to go. Okay? Now, if you're a more feminine-driven person, when you're describing yourself, you want to talk more about the nature or the feeling that you would like to have with this partner. That Maybe say something about the type of communication you want to have, the type of emotional support that you want to have, sort of how you want to to create an environment of intimacy with a partner, right? Now, at this point, you're probably a bit overwhelmed, like, man, oh man, Roy, this is going to be a challenge. Yeah. Well, do you want to meet a really great person online? Well, then you're going to have to spend some time on your profile. And trust me, I got, I got, a, I got a suggestion on this for you coming in just a minute. But yeah, it is harder to write this kind of profile. But the question is, do you just want to meet liars and lunatics and losers online and waste your time? Because the kind of profile I'm telling you to write is going to get you less contacts. It's going to thin the herd. But in my mind, that's what you want. You don't want quantity. That's ego. You want quality. I'd much rather see you meet six people a year online, but all six, you are like, this person seems awesome, right? Rather than meet 60 people and most of them are yawners. Eh, they're okay, eh, right? So writing this kind of profile is going to get you less responses, but it will get you more responses from the kind of people that you're interested in meeting. Do you follow me? So like if I was online again, and some woman, I don't care how beautiful she is. If she wrote, you know, I like to go to the beach, have a glass of wine, dance, have fun. I'm like, whatever. No, I need a woman of some depth and consciousness and passion, right? And so the opening line of, of, of a woman that would say, I'm trying, I'm making this up. The opening line of a profile that says, you know, I want to be a man who's doing something extraordinary with his life. Not financially necessarily, but he wants to make an impact because I feel like the way I would love him 
would make him more likely to get where he wants to go. Oh shit, I want to meet that woman who wrote that line. Do you follow me? It's way different than, oh, I like to dance and you know, go to the beach. You see what I'm... Right? So, um, so it's harder to write this profile. It takes more work, but it's going to save you a lot of time and energy because you're going to get less contacts but a higher quality. Right? Now, uh, the third part of the profile, you want to convey some of those boundaries. Right? If... If your religion is a big deal to you, you need to put that in there. Well, yes, it will chase away some people. But if your religion is a big deal to you, then you should want to chase away people that don't agree with your religion. If you want or don't want children, if you're of childbearing age, you need to put that in there. Say, listen, I'm 38. I want to have a baby because you don't want to meet some guy or if, if you're a guy and you're like, I want to be a father. You don't want to m- meet some girl and fall in love and then find out she doesn't want to have kids. She's already got two. Or, you know, if you're a woman and you're 38, you don't want to meet some guy who's, you know, fabulously wealthy and handsome and on purpose. And but he's like, I'm 42. I don't want to have kids. And you want to have a baby. You don't waste your time. So you need to put some of your deal breakers, like the major things in there. If there's some issue about your lifestyle that is so important to you, you got to put that in there. So in a sense, you want to put things in, in the profile that are so important to you that it would make you break up with the most amazingly handsome or beautiful woman. Like I often say, you know, I've always had a thing for Jennifer Aniston or um, even Drew Barrymore. Okay. I just, I just find those women pretty sexy. Um, if Jennifer Aniston was a smoker, I'd dump her in a second. I Smoking is just a no-go for me. No judgment on smokers. Do whatever you want. I don't want that in my life. You follow me? So you, you got to know and you got to put some of your boundaries in your profile so that you don't end up meeting people and then find up that they don't want kids and they light up a cigarette. It's like... <laughs> Right? So your profile really does want to weed out the people that aren't a good fit for you. Okay? The the trick there is not to get too specific. If you're not over 5'10, then don't even bother contacting me. See, I you know that that that's I don't know about that's kind of nonsense to me. I'm talking about the big deal stuff about children, religion, lifestyle, okay? And then lastly, your profile should describe your MO, like the way you want to do online dating. You ought to say there at the end, hey, listen, if we connect, I do not want to get into a texting relationship here. If we're interested in each other, I want to get together right away and meet face to face. That's just the way I roll. So if you want to do a texting thing, then talk to somebody else. (laughs) Text somebody else. Okay. So those are the four parts. You want to connect emotionally, describe yourself, convey your boundaries, describe your MO. All right. Now let me wrap up and talk about pictures. This is real easy, um, real simple. Um, The first thing I want to say, there's three S's of pictures you should never put. Okay. This is what you should not do with your pictures. Don't post pictures on your profile that are selfies. Right? Kind of makes me think you don't have any friends if you got to take your own picture. Okay? So it's, to me, it's just tacky. Um, keep your shirt on, especially guys. 
Ladies, you know, take your shirt off. That's okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm just having fun there, right? No shirtless stuff. No sexual pictures. No sexually suggestive pictures because then you're just going to attract people that respond only to that, okay? We all love sex. We all want sex. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it, it, that's a given, right? So no selfies, no shirtless stuff, no sexual stuff, but here's what you want to put. You want to have one clear headshot photo on whatever platform you're on. You don't want a picture where you're with three or four of your friends and I don't know which one is you. There's one picture where I can see your face clearly. I suggest you spend some money and get something done professionally. But if not, you get a friend, you get some good lighting, you can use your iPhone. Those cameras are really good in iPhones. You get some good lighting and you get it, you, you get yourself fixed up, you shave, you get your hair done, whatever you're going to do. You make yourself look as good as you can look and you have a headshot photo. Okay? The other photo, because you need to have two photos at a minimum. One is your headshot. The other one is you need to have a picture that gives the person a clear indication of the shape of your body. Okay? You don't need to dress in a seductive way or a sexual way, but they need to be able to see what your body shape is like. Again, not in some group of people where, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know who is you, right? I remember when I was online, I had a picture of me leaning against the side of my car. You know, my arms were crossed, you know, and standing there. And you could see, you could see me head to toe. You can say, all right, that guy's pretty fit, like he said he was, okay? So you need to have a picture, um, a selfie. I'm not a selfie. I mean, a, a picture of your head, a picture of your body. And then if you want to put more pictures, have at it. If you love a football team, have a picture in your jersey. You know, I, I play professional golf, you know, a long time ago. I'll probably put a picture online of me playing, you know, on a PGA Tour event. It's kind of cool, you know. I might have a picture of my son. You know, you might have a picture of your kids or your pets. Okay, that's all fine. But you got to have the picture of your face and your body type. All right? Now, let me wrap up by saying this to you. One of the things I do with my clients is that we do all the preparation work, but I also help my clients write the kind of profile that I just described because I've seen it work. I've seen it with hundreds of my clients that when they write a really deep and quality profile, they get better results. They get wonderful results. I get invited to their weddings. All right? So I always want my listeners to consider working privately with me. And I just want you to know that is a feature that's involved in my coaching program. We don't have to do it, but if you do, if you are going to do online dating, well, then I want to help you create an online presence that is going to give you the best chance at meeting someone special. Okay. So just keep that in mind. As you get to know me and what I have to offer, um, and just think about getting some real help. Now, I don't write the profile for you because that's not authentic, right? That's not that's not being real. You've got to write it, but I coach you through it, and we go back and forth and make revisions and make edits and 
things like that. But it's got to be in your voice. It's got to be authentically your expression. Otherwise, we're violating the whole purpose of the thing, you know, from the get-go. Okay? All right, so there is some straight talk on internet dating. I hope it's been helpful, and um, I look forward to speaking with you again very soon. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.